Okay. Ready? Ready. Do we want to do the, um, like, oh, somebody's at the door kind of thing? Oh, I know. Too corny. Surprise! I'm here. Christine's Honey. in Charlotte. I'm home. And hopefully she never leaves me again. <laughs> Until tomorrow. I know. We just keep talking it into existence as if she's staying here. Obviously, we know that she's not, but let's enjoy her while she's here, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, we are in the podcast studio this week together in Charlotte, North Carolina, the both of us. And it we've feels- got a lot to cover. We do have a lot to cover. Trevor Lawrence gets COVID. Drew Brees breaks Tom Brady's record. Javon Wims punches a guy in the face. Christian McCaffrey comes back. And A.B., also known as Antonio Brown, starts his first game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of that and more on week six of its sports. Welcome to episode six, fam. We have yet another super busy week of sports news from last week, and we also want to discuss this upcoming week's schedule to give you an idea of the big news to come. So let's jump right in. All right, Christine. So Trevor Lawrence tests positive for COVID. Yeah. So that's pretty unfortunate for Trevor. Um, It also happened on a Thursday. So from the day that you find out that you have COVID, you have to be out for 10 days. So he not only missed his last week's game on Saturday against Boston College, Mm -hmm. but he is also now missing his game against Notre Dame this upcoming Saturday, which is going to be a big one. A huge deal. That's right. So I think just kind of thinking back to this past Saturday, so Clemson played Boston College and their backup quarterback, number five, whose last name is very similar to Tua Tagovailoa's last name. You a Galil? I don't even know if that's the yeah, right way to say. It. I think it's also Hawaiian, <laughs> similar to Tua's last name, but they just call him Big Cinco because he's number five. But and it's so much easier to say. That's right. Yes, <laughs> Big Cinco is a lot easier to say than the you last name. You a Galile? You a Galile? I don't even know if that's the right way. So anyway, so he was starting his first game um, to start versus Boston College. And I think everybody was talking so much about this coming week's game versus Notre Dame that Clemson didn't really put a lot of stock in Boston College being a good team. They struggled. Oh my gosh. The game was crazy. I remember I wasn't really watching it. And then I checked halftime and they were down by almost two touchdowns, right? Yeah. So at halftime, it was 28 to 13. Boston College was winning. So they really had to kick it into high gear for the second half which they did eventually end up winning 34 to 28. But like you said, I just don't think they expected Boston College to be as strong as they were. Yeah, and definitely Clemson did not think that Boston College was going to be as strong as they were. But yes, Big Cinco, to your point, kicked it into high gear after halftime. And Clemson came back to win a thriller versus Boston College 34 to 28. So they held Boston College in the second half to zero points. Yeah. And I think this game against Notre Dame is going to be really, really good. It sucks that Trevor's not going to be able to play, but big Cinco, this is going to be his time to shine. Notre Dame and Clemson are both undefeated. So it's, it's a big one. Yes, for sure. So definitely a game to look forward to. And while we're on QBs, Christine talking big Cinco, let's chat NFL and Drew Brees. And just as a reminder, Drew Brees is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, so Drew Brees, whenever we were watching the game this past uh, Sunday, all these breaking news alerts were popping up on the TV because Drew Brees 
surpassed the record of passing yards, completions, and touchdowns, which he took the title away from Tom Brady. Yes, but Tom Brady, it's kind of weird, you guys. So these um, these records are usually old football players that have retired, right? So once yeah. the record is beaten, it's beaten. Like that's 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 it. Obviously, the person who's retired isn't going to come back and catch any more balls or throw any more completions or make any more touchdowns. Right. So what's very unique about the situation that we're in now is Drew Brees surpassed Tom Brady's records. And as we all know, Tom Brady is still in the NFL. And so we'll probably see these two trade back and forth on this record until one of them retires. That's right, Sarah. But speaking of Tom Brady, we have to bring up the cat at the beginning of the Giants first Bucks game. Okay, Christine, you need to give people a little bit of a background here because this is like, it's funny, but it's also very sad. But I think, yeah. So tell people about your, your background. So I have been a vet tech um, for seven years until I got my new job. But of course, everybody in the animal industry knows that my very first reaction when I saw this cat on the field, Sarah, was he was open mouth panting. <laughs> and all I could think about was how stressed this poor cat was. All I could see, he's running across the field. They're zooming in on his face. Obviously, the initial reaction, it was like, oh my gosh. Get the f- cat off the field to right. start the game because the game was delayed because somebody let this cat loose on the field. Yeah, there's a cat running around. What's going on? And then they zoom in on his face. And this poor cat is open mouth panting. Which means what? The cat is so stressed. Cats don't open mouth breathe. Dogs do. Cats don't. So <laughs> unless they're super stressed out, like whenever we had a cat come through the vet and they were open mouth panting, we were like, leave the cat alone. It needs to chill out because obviously it's stressed out. It's so stressed. Right. So, so we see this cat and ESPN, this is on Monday night football game when the Bucks were playing the New York Giants and the start was delayed and they are zooming in. Everybody's joking that there's a cat on the field and they're zooming in. Everybody's laughing. And Christine's like, that's not funny. <laughs> this cat is open mouth panting, Sarah. It's clearly stressed. And I was laughing so hard. It's not funny. Obviously the cat was stressed. It was open mouth panting. Right. And I'm sure all my animal people out there who have worked in animal hospitals or just know anything about it. We're also sad for this poor cat. Yes. And not to mention it was probably placed there it's kind of a little ironic at the fact that it was halloween weekend and right when the game was about to start a a black cat just comes running across the field i know it just doesn't seem like a coincidence no no that's a really good point yeah so somebody probably left this poor cat and let them out on the field yes and the poor cat was obviously stressed right so but while we're on the topic of animal sarah dk medcalf is a different breed he had Christine, week over week. So just as a reminder, DK Metcalf is the wide wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. And he was the one who chased the Buddha Baker. Yes. Last week. That's right. So Buda Baker had the interception and DK Metcalf came back. Remember you guys from 10 yards behind Buda Baker and caught him mm-hmm. um, before he got to the end zone and was tackling him. So week over week, he has had the most insane couple of games. And right. this week just was even better than last week. I think um, we looked up his stats and he has gotten the same number of touchdowns right. this season in eight weeks that he has gotten in all of last season in 16 weeks. 
I mean, he's just a beast. And I, you know, he's really coming through. This is his only in his second year. I know, Christine. And he's doing a lot better in his second year than Chauncey Gardner is, who is also in his second year because Chauncey <laughs> Gardner got punched in the face this past Sunday. Yeah. So that was really good TV. I was super <laughs> into that. Um, I watched the replays so many times. I was like, what is he ripping off of his neck? So you guys, we'll put it on our story just so that you can see what we're talking about. But Jason Wims from the Bears got ejected from the game for punching Chauncey Gardner Johnson. It's a triple name. Very yes. difficult to say. There's a few hyphens in there in the head. Right. So he's now suspended for two games. And J- Javon Wims is also, who does he play for, Sarah? Javon Wims plays for the Bears. Okay, right. So he plays for the Bears. Chauncey Gardner Johnson plays for the Saints. So Wims was suspended for two games. But what really does that mean in regards to his payment? I don't know. Obviously, like everybody is talking about how two games is nothing. Like he literally, y'all, he walked up to, so, okay, we need to rewind because apparently there's like some back and forth around why this punch in the face happened, right? Yes. Yes. And so what did Wim say that Chauncey Gardner Johnson did to him? Wims, the guy who punched Gardner in the face, said that Gardner on the play before spat on him. Spit in his face and ripped his mouth guard out, correct? And ripped his mouth guard out. So, I mean, and he's I, got a little bit of history for being a, a smack talker, correct? Exactly. So some of his teammates have even said that he's got a big mouth. From his very own teammates, he got punched in the face. Yeah. Michael Thomas punched him in the face, which is one of Gardner's teammates. Um, and he was suspended for a game. But um, yeah, I, I think when I was looking at the replays, Gardner kept his cool. Like, Wims punched him in the face. Gardner, and Gardner just like, stood there. Like, and threw his hands up. Yeah, it was like, hello, what? are you going to call this? Yeah. And then Wims punched him again. Yes. And he still didn't do anything. But my initial reaction was, wow, like he handled that beautifully. But once you dig in a little bit further, there are two sides to every story. I'm sorry. If somebody spits on me, I would probably be ready to throw some hands too. Right. Exactly. So Chauncey Gardner Johnson apparently spits on Javon Wims, rips his mouth guard out on the first play or second play, whatever. The next play is that very popular video that we will also be posting to our story. Yeah. a good one where Javon Wims is walking up and just rips something. It looks like some sort of a chain of some sort, something off of Chauncey Gardner Johnson's neck, and then just starts <laughs> going to town on his face. So he was ejected. He's out for, he's suspended for two games. I definitely feel for the guy because. I know that Gardner was, I mean, obviously, if that is true, the instigator in this entire thing, and he loves to play victim. So again, there are always two sides to the story. Yes, agreed. That wraps this week's news, Christine. Let's chat this coming week and what's to come. So obviously, you guys, we always harp on what happened the week prior because we want you to be educated what happened the week prior, but we also really want you to be able to have conversations and join conversations about the week to come. And so we're going to touch on a few things that are happening this coming week and we'll be able to digest in our next podcast anything that happens that we weren't anticipating. So first and foremost, we've got the Thursday night football game, which is the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Right. So Green Bay is favored by five. So um, Sarah, I think it'd be a good idea to kind of explain the quote unquote line to people and what it necessarily means. Okay. So this gets really confusing, you guys. So what you'll see is if you go to ESPN and you'll um, you'll see that 
Um, for example, the Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers, that Green Bay is favored by five. So what will happen is you'll see Green Bay and San Francisco 49ers and all of their stats. And next to Green Bay's name, there will be parentheses and a negative five sign. This means that the Green Bay Packers are favored by five or that they're giving five points. So what you can do is I can pick the San Francisco 49ers, right? Mm -hmm. And the San Francisco 49ers can lose. But if I choose the negative five line and the San Francisco 49ers only lose to the Green Bay Packers by four, then I win. On the other hand, if I choose the Green Bay Packers and the Green Bay Packers win, but they win by three, then I still win because they didn't win by five. Right. So what this is doing, you guys, is it's it's Vegas balancing. And I think ESPN pulls their um, their lines or that Green Bay is favored by five from Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. So all of these are called money lines mm -hmm. and you are, it's usually used for betting purposes to kind of even out the teams. So what the experts in Vegas from Caesars Palace are saying is that in order to make the Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers an even game, they have to give the San Francisco Francisco 49ers five points. Got it. That makes sense. Why I'm also explaining this to you though, is a lot of times we'll see ESPN analysts or Fox sports analysts or any sports analysts, um, when they're choosing their selections for the games of winners, some of them will use the line. So some of them will not choose the winners outright, meaning not even looking at the line. So Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers, not taking into consideration that Green Bay is favored by five. Who do you think just outright, meaning team versus team, no other numbers, who's going to win the game? That is the majority of what analysts are choosing, but you will see on rare occasion where they'll take that line into consideration and make selections based off of that line. Um, so hopefully that explains. Yeah, it's definitely a confusing the betting line. Yeah, it's, it's a confusing concept. It's a confusing concept, but I think you did a good job kind of breaking it down and explaining it. Thank you. Um, but I think another primetime game this upcoming week is going to be Sunday night football game because it is the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the New Orleans Saints and Antonio Brown is back. Yes. So just as a reminder, a refresh, Antonio Brown is coming off of an eight game suspension for all of his legal woes from last year. So whoever was going to pick him up was definitely going to catch some heat from the press. And the coach of the Bucks, Bruce Arians, came out and said that picking up AB was not taken lightly across the Bucks organization, right. but that all of his legal woes, um, again, exactly what we said last week, Bruce Arians had the same kind of philosophy that he was going to leave it up to the courts to decide whether he was guilty or not. So again, innocent until proven guilty. And I believe that his first legal hearing is in December. So next month. Yes. So if, that, he's, if he's guilty, he's out. He's out. Yeah. So Bruce Arians had a very, very bold statement and came out and said, yes, we are assuming he is innocent until proven guilty, which will be in December. But if he is proven guilty in December, Bruce Arians came out and said, he gone. We're, yep. 
we're cutting him. We don't need that on our team. So what that would mean for Antonio Brown is that he's starting his (laughs) very first game, the what second week in November. And he would have his last game, you know, when the second week in December. So he would be playing in the NFL for like a month, month and a half. And that'll just add to his timeline of mess ups through his whole Exactly. You guys, I posted that timeline and all of the details on our story last week and it was baffling. I mean, he is a total legal disaster, but I mean, good for the bucks for picking him up. And again, innocent until proven guilty. So we'll see what happens in December. Yeah. And it's also a bigger game too. I mean, Antonio Brown is coming back to play for the bucks, but also the Tampa Bay bucks and the new Orleans saints are the top two teams in the NFC South. And the NFC South is also the Panthers division. Yes. Christine and the Panthers have a, not necessarily a big game next week, but Christian McCaffrey comes back. Which is a big deal. Everyone's so, so excited about McCaffrey, especially myself. I do hope they still utilize Mike Davis as much as they have. I think Mike Davis is such a great player. And we um, met his family too. Yeah. And we met his family and the rock on his fiance's <laughs> finger. I mean, that's what drew me in immediately. I'm like, uh, we sat the, behind them at the Panthers game whenever yes. we went a few weeks ago. Yes. We handed them some It Sports This Mass. So you guys can see us on video. We've got the It Sports This Mass. Um, and they introduced his fiance to us and said that, yes, she was engaged to Mike Davis. And we were like, we saw that rock from a mile right. away. I acted like I didn't know who she was, but immediately they were all wearing Davis jerseys. And I saw that rock on her finger and I was immediately on Instagram like, <laughs> for, that is for sure Mike Davis's fiance. Yes. So for their sake and for Mike Davis's sake, yes, we do still hope that they utilize him, which I think that they will. I mean, him and Christian McCaffrey will be a very dynamic duo. Yes. And just as a reminder, they are both running backs. So Christian McCaffrey was the uh, Carolina Panthers starting running back. And then Mike Davis was the backup. So whenever Christian McCaffrey went out with his ankle injury, the last six weeks, Mike Davis has been starting and he's been doing a phenomenal job. I also want to bring up while we're talking Christian McCaffrey, while he was out on injured reserve, Mm -hmm. him and his girlfriend, Olivia Colpo, bought a $6 million house in Charlotte. I saw it. Charlotte Agenda covered it. It's insane. Oh, it's insane. My gosh. I know. I really want to get inside and like take a peek around, but obviously like an, an episode of MTV Cribs. Yes. I wish that MTV Cribs could, could go just through. go in. Absolutely. So he was obviously busy making big life decisions while he was out on injured reserve. Right. So congratulations, Christian, Christian McCaffrey on your beautiful new mansion. We are very excited to see you come back this Sunday. Yep. And we will, I think it's going to be an exciting time for the Panthers too, to have him back, especially coming off of a loss to the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night, which Coach James, that's all we're going to say about that. (laughs) We don't want to harp on that. Yes, and they play the Chiefs this Sunday. So we'll be talking um, about the most popular games that you need to know about in this um, upcoming week or the games that we think you need to know about in this upcoming week. And we will be picking who we think is going to win outright. So This is the fun part. This is the fun part. We're not going to be taking into consideration those lines that we were teaching you you guys about earlier. We're just going to be picking who's going to win outright. And then we're going to be asking you guys every Thursday we'll put it live on our story who you think's going to win and then whoever has the best record as of um, next week we will give you a shout so first pick 
Thursday night football game. It's the Packers versus the 49ers. It's well, Packers at the 49ers, which is in San Francisco. So, so the Packers are going to be going, they'll be playing San Francisco, which, you know, jet lag really, whenever you're flying the way that they're flying on a private plane, probably doesn't, doesn't count. They're so used to it. There's they're very used to it. That being said, I think Aaron Rodgers, who is the quarterback of the Packers has been playing so well. Their defense is phenomenal. He is I think unstoppable this year. So I think the Packers are going to win. That's my pick too, Sarah Packers, Aaron Rodgers all the way. Um, the next game is Sunday at 1 PM. So that's the Panthers at chiefs. So that's in Kansas city. This one's a tough one. So obviously Christian McCaffrey will be back. It'll be his first game back. So I'm a little up in the air of whether is, is he going to be rusty or not? You know, how is he going to play? I want to choose the Panthers because they're our team, but I have a feeling the chiefs are going to win. I, am going to tell you guys that every single week the Panthers game is going to be one of the most popular ones to watch even if it isn't just because we're huge Panthers fans <laughs> yes. and I also am going to be very predictable and pick the Panthers every single week to win good so I think the Panthers are going to win all right so Sunday 425 Pittsburgh Steelers at Dallas the reason this why is easy the reason why we chose this game is because Pittsburgh is undefeated Unde right I mean, Steelers are going to destroy the Dallas Cowboys. Agreed. Next. Without a doubt. Sunday night, Saints at Bucks. So the New Orleans Saints are playing at Tampa Bay Bucks. That's a huge game. That's going to be a really good. I can't wait and, to watch this one, you guys. Antonio Brown is back. It's prime time. Drew Brees now holds the record against say, Tom Brady. Drew Brees and Tom Brady. It is a huge game. And if, if you're not going to watch any other game, watch this one. Yes, 100%. And I am cheering for the Saints. I want the Saints to win. I'm cheering for the Saints too, Sarah. I want Drew Brees to hold that title. Monday night, Patriots at Jets. Right. What did I tell you earlier? Hopefully two negatives make a positive. Right. So this is the <laughs> sucky versus the more sucky. So exactly. the Patriots versus the Jets. I mean, this is not going to be a good game. I'm not really looking forward to watching this one, but I do think that the Patriots are going to win. I, I think Cam's going to come back. I think so too. So I, at this point, um, if you're a Jets fan, I'm sorry for you, but at this point you just really should cheer for a loss for the remainder of the season so that you guys can pick up Trevor Lawrence. Exactly in the draft. We will recap all of our picks for you guys on our story on Thursday once episode six launches. And we're also going to be asking again who you think is going to win. Um, that way you guys can kind of yeah. compete against us, if you will. And we'll always, you know, update everybody on where the standings are each week. So proceed with caution. Yes. If you think you're going to choose all the winners and you go 0-5 after week one, we're not just going to shout out the best person. We might just shout you out if you're the worst too. Yes. So, yes. Again. So be careful, but make sure just like election day, make sure you vote on the polls that we're going to put on our Instagram. And uh, that wraps up our episode of It Sports Says. So thanks for tuning in. As always, Subscribe to our um, podcast, give us five stars, and follow us on Instagram. Katie Kloshani, thank you, thank you, thank you for your editing skills. See y'all next week. Bye.